Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are going to be talking about how Twitch is currently under fire after bringing on a I want to make sure I get this right. Trans woman, trans species, social justice activist, bit of a mouthful, as a community advisor plus one online LGBT pride parade has been canceled and the reason for the cancellation is both hilarious and disappointing at the same time. So first off, if you've been online within the past week or so, the odds are you have seen this frankly disturbing video that we're going to be taking a look at. But before we actually play it, I do feel like I need to give you all a little bit of a viewer discretion warning. Uh, it's It's got no nudity, no swearing or anything like that. But at the same time, it is still very uncomfortable to watch. You're, you're not going to like what you're seeing, but here it is. Start and come back to here, maybe. Nice and soft. Down to the back of the head. Weaving down a little bit. What's nice about forest creatures is that, though, they'll sort of give you feedback on your scritches. And they're pretty sensitive to scritches. So scritches in different areas get different reactions from forest creatures. So if you're confused by what you just saw there, I don't blame you, especially if you're an audio only listener, but basically you got two people there, one petting the other, the person being petted or having their head scratched, whatever that was. Uh, she goes by ferociously Steph and she is the trans woman, trans species activist that is now incidentally also part of Twitch's new safety advisory council. And obviously people had a lot to say about that. Before we get into it though, I want to say a huge thank you to our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. Over the past few months, Patriot Mobile has gone above and beyond to help Americans stay in touch with loved ones during this difficult time by lowering their prices even further. Right now, their US-based team is standing by to design your customized family plan starting at just $25. Patriot Mobile shares your values and will never charge you hidden fees. Get the same reliable nationwide service and support a company that shares your values, supports the Constitution, and puts people before profits. Switching is easy. You keep your phone number. You can bring your own phone or buy a new one. So join their family of freedom-loving Americans and they will waive your activation plus send you a free gift with the offer code Lauren. So call 972 patriot that's 972 patriot or visit patriotmobile.com slash lauren get your customized family plan today starting at just 25 dollars. again call 972 patriot that's 972 patriot or visit patriotmobile.com slash lauren so i know this whole situation with the twitch council dear lady is kind of confusion confusing but we have this article by rt to kind of sum things up for us so they write twitch streamer ferociously steph is a male to female trans woman who self-identifies as a deer in multiple videos making the rounds she discusses prancing outside eating grass and she can be seen practically orgasming as her partner gives her scritches adding a fun twist to this juicy cocktail of internet absurdity is that if her makeshift antlers are any indication she identifies as a male deer. All right, so to lay things out, make sure we're all on the same page here with this person, ferociously Steph, you have a biological male who then identifies as a woman and I, I think has actually had the, uh, the snip snip surgery, but also identifies as a deer, but a male deer at that. So we have a 
male deer living in a bi hang on we have a male deer living in a woman's body living in a biological male's body there you go don't don't you love 2020 isn't our culture just so much more enriched than it was before, I think so. The article continues though, crazy identifiers aside, it's her personal views that have the internet in a frenzy after Twitch put her on its newly formed safety advisory council. The council is described by the platform as a group that will help inform and guide decisions and partake in drafting new policies, updating existing ones, developing products to improve safety and creating plans to protect the interests of so-called marginalized groups, among other things. It continues that the reason why so many people are upset by ferociously Steph's participation specifically is that she's vocal in her belief that gamers are white supremacists. She thinks white men's opinions don't matter and she wants voice chat and competitive gaming disabled because in her eyes it is unfair to marginalize people and the article sums up by saying one could say the situation is pretty bucked up. Well, hats off to my writer for that little pun there, but I just want to say I really don't think this council is necessary in the first place. And it's crazy because for so many big online platforms, whether it's YouTube, now Twitch, but before that Twitter and Facebook, we see that things tend to go well for these platforms. They're growing, they have large audience bases. And then what happens is that you have a small group of individuals of crybaby moral busybodies who start to complain about things like harassment and people being treated unfairly and the company for some reason listens to these people and they say, okay, what are we going to do? Let's put some advisory council together. And they then get people like this Steph individual. We see it on YouTube with the, you know, you can now flag people, uh, Carlos Maza, that whole situation seems reminiscent of this. These actions mark the slow deaths of these platforms because by and large, the average user of these platforms, they don't want this, right? They just want to be able to use the platform, post tweets, watch videos, whatever. But we have these activists who essentially ruin things for everybody. Um, I'm not a huge Twitch watcher. If you don't know, by the way, Twitch is kind of like a, a gaming platform. People can stream uh, themselves playing games. And like with YouTube, you have Twitch streamers who have millions of viewers and are millionaires. Most Twitch viewers didn't want this, weren't asking for this. It's just activists, a small number of them. For some reason, Twitch decided to bend the knee to these people. This is stupid in my opinion. And what's even more stupid is getting a person like this on board because Twitch already had terms of service like pretty much any other platform does. This is going above and beyond right now. Um, this person, as far as I can tell, she's not particularly well known or liked within the community. It's not like she has some huge following. Uh, they do though have a bio with the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, which if you're familiar with them, are pretty much social activists to their core, the whole, you know, conservatives are white supremacists, that kind of thing. She apparently has some in with them, or at least she's been recognized by them. Um, this person being a deer is also maybe a triple minority. Maybe that made her more noticeable to Twitch. And it's just, it's so confusing to me because I get told all the time that I'm too controversial as a person for being just a mainstream conservative, totally milk toast on most things. But this person who thinks they're a deer and will be pet on camera, like they're fine. They are A-OK -okay corporate friendly. Well, when, when did this happen? When exactly did, did I become the like, I don't know, fringe person and this deer 
woman man become the mainstream i must have missed the memo because we we have more footage of this person talking about being a deer by the way as if as if the first clip wasn't enough here's another um so in my in my spare time i go out to my yard in my spare time i go out to my yard and i and i prance around and i and i eat grass and i, and I just watch it because it helps me feel like in tune with my dear self If I did anything half as weird as that as a conservative, I would never work again. And I, I am 100% sure of that. This this is mental illness, right? And, you know, we can have the conversation about um, gender dysphoria and proper treatment and stuff like that. But the whole deer thing, I refuse to believe that that is the next frontier of like acceptance and tolerance, even though it seems to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, aside from just how weird it is, the gaming community is worried specifically about the views this person has voice. Uh, particularly, they're worried about the whole banning voice chat idea. And we actually have a post by Ferociously Steph. She wrote, Ooh, yeah, whole lot of people with cis white male voices thinking voice chat is critical to competitive games being competitive. Tell me more about how we'll solve systemic misogyny and everything will be fine. LOL. It seems to me that the problem this person has with voice chat is maybe that their voice is a cis male voice, right? Because there's something... If a trans person doesn't like being misgendered and they sound like this individual, uh, voice chat is probably not a good thing, right? This person sounds like a biological male. Maybe that's part of why they're so against voice chat, which is, I mean, maybe understandable on a personal level. Definitely not a good policy to be advocating for platform-wide, though. And I think just the fact this person has said this should have made Twitch pause and say, hey, maybe not the right person to work with. Aside from that, they're also on tape saying that they believe a, quote, a lot of gamers are white supremacists. And no, that's not hyperbole. They've actually said that. No, I just, I'm just not cool with white supremacy, y'all. It's really not that. I think a lot of you gamers are actually white supremacists. Sorry. Just a fact. I just do not understand why people who seem to hate gamers so much, people like the Steph person or Anita Sarkeesian seem so intent on inserting themselves into the gaming community. It's just strange to me. If you really don't like gamers, wh why are you trying to control their entire platform? Or I guess I just answered my own question. But we have a lot more to talk about regarding Steph. Before we do though, I wanna let you all know about Laurel Springs. So. As parents, you want to encourage your children to pursue their dreams and provide opportunities that give them the best chance to succeed. And we talk on the show all the time about how you can no longer assume your child is receiving a solid education when you send them off to school. So if you want to take your child's school into your own hands, that's where Laurel Springs comes in. They are an accredited online private school for students in kindergarten through 12th grade. Laurel Springs has a flexible learning program that offers challenging and diverse elective courses. And Laurel Springs is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and Advanced Ed, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. Register your child at laurelsprings.com slash Lauren today and receive a waived registration fee. Again, that's laurelsprings.com slash Lauren for your waived registration fee, laurelsprings.com slash Lauren. So obviously with all of these video 
clips and tweets circling around, there's been a lot of backlash against Steph being on Twitch's advisory council. So she has taken to Twitter to, I guess, address some of the controversies that she's been accused of. She wrote, I have never and will never say most gamers are white supremacists. Okay, well, we'll continue for now. White men have the most privilege when it comes to voice chat communication. This statement has riled more than a few white supremacists. Remember, having privilege does not inv invalidate your hardships. I feel like it's kind of racist to assume you can assume someone's race based on their voice, but maybe that's just me. She continues, there are problems with voice chat. Let's talk about how to make the playing field more level, i.e. ways to effectively exchange tactical information without your voice. Seems like that's making things a lot harder than they need to be, right? you could just talk to each other or you could try to type things out while playing a game all because this individual doesn't want to be outed as trans by their voice. She continues, I'm not coming to steal voice chat from you. I was arguing against uh, an impending reckless implementation. How do you recklessly implement voice chat? Doesn't really make sense. And if a lot and most are the same thing, why do you keep misquoting me? There's a lot of white supremacists in my comments and DMs right now, by the way. Yeah, because they obviously did say, they didn't say most gamers are white supremacists, but they did say a lot of gamers are white supremacists. And I think for some people that is, that is concerning enough. It's kind of crazy to me how people like this keep getting more and more power and more and more validation. Uh, here we have another person, a la Anita Sarkeesian, a la Zoe Quinn, who, as far as I can tell, hasn't really accomplished much, uh, doesn't have very good ideas, isn't really well liked by almost anyone, being propped up by a big corporation yet again. Why? Why does this keep happening? Um, could you imagine if someone was spouting as fringe opinions, but from the right side of the political paradigm, how much crap Twitch would be getting? I, I don't understand why this double standard still exists to this day and why more people aren't calling it out. But if you are someone who enjoys being on Twitch, then do not for a moment think this is not going to affect your user experience because it absolutely will. Whether it's maybe banning voice chat, uh, banning certain creators that you like because maybe they're too edgy, this is going to affect the platform in negative ways. It's sad. We've seen it happen to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. It looks like Twitch is next. But I mean, honestly, if users start leaving Twitch to go to other platforms, the people who run Twitch will only have themselves to blame. Next up, an online Pride event was recently canceled after backlash caused a lot of the performers who were supposed to be participating in the event to drop out. And as a result, a lot of the pro-LGBT charities who were supposed to be getting donations from the event will now be getting nothing. So who is responsible for this huge loss to the LGBT community? Well, it turns out it's not anti-gay right-wingers. It is, in fact, the LGBT community themselves. It's a very strange situation, something I think we're gonna be seeing more and more going forward, but we have this piece from the Daily Mail breaking things down. So left-wing remainers force Gay Pride Festival to cancel its virtual event because its organizer is a Tory-backing Brexiteer. Oh, the horror. A Tory backing Brexiteer. So they write, plans for a virtual gay pride parade to raise money for charity have been abandoned following criticism of one of its organizers for backing Brexit. The event was dreamed up after dozens of pride parades had to be canceled due to the pandemic, but has now been axed after left-wing activists led by Labour's diversity advisor announced a boycott when anonymous Twitter posts revealed that organizer Charlie Shakespeare is <gasps> a Tory supporter who had called for a clean 
break Brexit. He'd also like tweets by Nigel Farage and Spectator columnist Toby Young. Okay, so... We've seen for several years now the whole cancel culture thing kind of spiral out of control and it's funny because at first when I think cancel culture started people were being canceled for seemingly really bad things being accused of being actual racists and things like that they would just call you a racist a lot of the times I would even say most of the time it wasn't true but now the Overton window has shifted so far left we don't even need to bother calling people racist anymore we can just be like yeah this person supported Brexit I hate them. You don't even need to have the pretense of accusing them uh, of being a white nationalist. You can just say, no, I, you're, you know, you voted Tory. That's enough for me. And it really is too bad. Uh, the people who do this type of thing, they will probably like to think of themselves as being super tolerant and open-minded. It's so sad to see how intolerant our culture has become, though. This piece continues, withdrawing her support on Tuesday, Linda Riley, the publisher of Diva Magazine, who was appointed as an LGBT plus advisor by Jeremy Corbyn in 2017, told event planners, my brand will not be associated with anybody who retweets Toby Young and Nigel Farage. When theater director Mr. Shakespeare replied, that seems a little politically bigoted, Ms. Riley went public telling her 76,000 Twitter followers that she was no longer involved and was proud to be a political bigot. Following her message, a wave of scheduled acts and speakers cancelled. The crisis deepened when it was falsely claimed that Mr. Farage was behind Virtual Pride 2020 and that money from the event would not go to good causes. Of course, that wasn't true. So it takes a special type of irony, I think, for someone who is, what's her title? Uh, the diversity advisor? Yeah, diversity advisor to proclaim she's proud to be a political bigot and to actually try to boycott uh, an event that was meant to raise charity for LGBT charities because someone who wanted Brexit is involved in planning it. Like, you, you have to be a special type of stupid to think that that's a good idea. And I almost want to call it cognitive dissonance, but I don't think that's the right term because I don't think there's a lot of cognitive activity happening, period. This, I'm sure people like Ms. Riley will say, no, I, I'm, I have to be this harsh against people who support Brexit because I'm anti-racist. I can bet you they they do not even understand and they don't want to understand why someone would want Brexit in the first place. Like they are so far up in their echo chambers that they have really convinced themselves that people like Mr. Shakespeare, even if they are gay themselves or LGBT themselves and want to raise money for the charity, that deep, deep down because they like Nigel Farage, they're actually bigots. It's just, it's so disgusting. We have more of the article to go through, but before we do, I want to tell you all about one of our oldest sponsors, I love these guys, ExpressVPN. So being stuck at home these days, you probably don't think much about internet privacy on your own home network. Fire up incognito mode on your browser and no one can see what you're doing, right? Wrong. Even in incognito mode, your online activity can still be traced. Even if you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN makes sure your ISP can't see what sites you visit. Instead, your internet connection is routed through ExpressVPN's secure servers. They also encrypt 100% of your data with the best-in-class encryption they have, so your information is always protected. Use internet with confidence from your computer computer, tablet, or smartphone. 
ExpressVPN is the fastest and most trusted VPN on the market. It's also rated number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless more, and it's super easy to use. So to protect your online activity today with the VPN that I trust to secure my privacy, visit my special link at expressvpn.com slash Lauren, and you get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Lauren. Again, expressvpn.com slash Lauren to learn more. All right, so the Daily Mail article continues. They say, last night, Mr. Shakespeare, 26, insisted every penny raised would have gone to Pride Charities with all production costs covered by 4,000 pounds of sponsorship from major brands, including Lynx Deodorant and Vaseline. There has been a massive smear campaign to get us canceled. They were determined to find something, anything to put pressure on performers to back out, he told the Mail on Sunday. By Thursday, half of his performers had canceled, leaving Mr. Shakespeare with no choice but to abandon the show. This is insane. Like This is actual derangement. How much do you have to hate Brexit and Nigel Farage to not, you, you hate them so much, you don't even want LGBT charities to get money if it meant that at some point along the way, someone who supported Brexit would be remotely involved. Like this is shooting yourself in the foot by definition. And it's, it's so crazy to me because at the end of the day, it's really the charities who are going to be hurt by this. And we have this, the whole guilty by association thing. It's ridiculous to me to see that apply to charity money, but it's not the first time. A while ago, Tommy Robinson, I think he tried to donate money to some, uh, some charity or another, and the charity hated him so much, or at least what he stood for or was perceived to stand for, that they actually sent his charity money back. Are you, are you kidding? Oh my goodness. Uh, the, the article finishes, though, by uh, this organizer saying, it seems that there is no place for you in the LGBT community if you are right wing. Just because I liked a tweet by Nigel Farage, I'm now blacklisted, he said. The tweet at the center of the row was posted by Mr. Farage on May 4th and read, I witnessed firsthand our border force acting as a taxi service for illegal migrants in Dover this morning. The scandal continues and people have got every right to be angry about it. Mr. Shakespeare also liked a tweet that Mr. Young posted in support of actor Lawrence Fox, while the theater director's detractors also objectified to his call for a clean break Brexit. If you know who uh, Lawrence Fox is, I think he was that actor who was on the BBC and he made waves by talking about his opposition to things like modern feminism. Not controversial at all if, if you watch shows like mine, but to these people, it's apparently enough to uh, have any charity you might touch just be permanently tainted. And what's crazy is that it's not just this advi uh, diversity advisor who didn't want to be a part of the project. It's, she essentially tried to get it canceled. Um, this is just spitefulness in the extreme. And these people, it's frustrating that they don't see how they are becoming everything they proclaim to hate by being this closed-minded and this radical in their own belief system that they're unwilling to compromise or work with people who might think differently. Uh, we have some tweets here by people who have dropped, who had dropped out of the event. Ms. Disney Drag said, I've made the decision to no longer be taking part in hashtag virtual pride. Political opinions matter when it comes to ensuring people feel respected, heard, and can express themselves freely. Let's take a step back here. She is saying she cannot participate in this event because of someone else's opinions. The reason being that it's important important people feel respected, heard, and can express themselves freely. Not, not if you support Brexit, though. Then you shouldn't be heard. You should not be able to express themselves yourself freely. Definitely not while trying to organize a, a gay pride event. 
heaven forbid. Another person here, my generation, okay, that's kind of clever, says, they've officially withdrawn from virtual pride. It does not sit right with us to partake in an event where organizers engage with and support political figures that fundamentally do not support the rights of vulnerable groups in society, solidarity now and always. Again, this might make sense if the organizer was saying that we should take away gay rights, which if his... That would be strange because he's actually trying to raise money for gay rights. Um, there's a huge amount of conflating conservative or not even conservative pro-Brexit beliefs with just straight up bigotry here. Um, and I haven't really seen anyone correcting these people. I don't know how as a society we can function if different political beliefs don't even want to work together toward a common good, right? Because there shouldn't, in, in theory, be any problem here. These people want to raise money for LGBT charities, so does this organizer, but because of other unrelated issues, it can no longer happen. This is so sad. Um, this is purity testing in the extreme. And if you are an LGBT person watching this video right now, I think it is unfortunately accurate to say that these activists do not want you in, in their community because of your political beliefs. Uh, but on the bright side, I guess, there are tons of other people who are happy to accept you regardless of your political beliefs or your sexual orientation out there. And you know what? You don't, you don't need toxic people like this in your lives anyway. You're better off without them. If, if this is you, I would suggest checking out people like Blair White, Ariel Scarcella. She's spoken up about the whole like political policing in the LGBT community and she's faced backlash for it. It, it kind of breaks my heart to see this become a bigger and bigger issue, but my hope is that eventually um, people are going to get fed up and tired of these loudmouth activists who are trying to, I guess, just police everyone who calls themselves gay or queer or trans or whatever it is. At the end of the day, this is just too sad and too bad for all of these charities, and I hope the diversity advisor is happy with herself for harming the LGBT community in such an enormous way, but that's pretty much all I have to say for now, and as always, I would love to hear what you all think. Do you think this LGBT political policing is going to get worse before it gets better? And uh, when it comes to Twitch, do you have high hopes for how this new advisory council is going to go? Let me know. But that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.